Welcome to Smartville, a podcast about wrestling. Smartville episode 50. I am Brian Batiste. And I'm John Bradley. We always said we'll come back when the XFL comes back, and we've been silent since August 30th of last year. But today, that all changed. Honestly, how crazy is it that Vince McMahon put up a press conference where he had no information whatsoever except a name and a trademark? We're starting the XFL. We want to make football better. Let us know how. Yeah. <laughs> Call our hotline. Uh, you have until 2020 to figure it out for us. They want to make the games shorter and more easily digestible in a climate of shorter attention spans. And I think he said he was aiming to make games around two hours long. My favorite takeaway from it all is, and we discussed this in the group chat already, our first group chat reference what up? of Smarkville, is so many people took that information of him saying we want to make it less than three hours, we want to make it like two hours, because three hours is too much to digest, and everybody swarmed and was like, yo, Raw is three hours, sometimes three and a half hours. Uh, and it's like, again, going back, because I was talking about how, also in the group chat, second shout out, um, <laughs> that um, this year, they're trying to finalize their new TV deal, whether they're, they're going to stay with NBC Universal or if they're going to go somewhere else, and if, if Fox doesn't um, get UFC renewed, and apparently, even if they do, they just made a shitload of money off of the uh, Marvel deal or whatever the hell it was. The, yeah, Disney. Disney, yeah. yeah. Um, they might still go for WWE, and if that's the case, they would put Raw on Monday night since they don't really have anything else going. Like, What do you watch on Fox anymore Like besides the animated shows and then like uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and stuff? That's like on a Tuesday, right? Yeah, and even that, I don't really watch it live. Basically, USA wanted the third hour of Raw because what the hell else do they have going on and it's good for advertising money and whatever else. Yeah. Fox would make it two hours, so who knows? It's uh, it's very enticing. It is funny, though, because like I watch, I consume a ton of TV, and I think the only thing I watch live is probably wrestling. And even I've been awful at that. I've been like, I've been watching on Hulu, like catching up. I'm never watching live TV anymore. I feel like I've been like in a Netflix binge, or I'm just living at the movies now as an authorized cinephile. <laughs> I've been to we'll eight get into movies that. in January. Eight. We will. We will definitely get into that at some point when we dive into like the dark side of Smarkville. Yeah, we'll get to that later. And um. Yeah, I thought that. Uh, I thought that that sounded really good. I like the idea of a two-hour thing. I. Often am like on Tuesdays when I sit down for uh, SmackDown, I'm like, oh shit, it's over at 10. I could watch a whole movie after SmackDown is over. I can do so much. Yep. But after Raw, like even though I stay up until 12 or 1 or whatever, I'm a rebel. Uh, it <laughs> still is like after 11, 15, you're like, all right, I guess I better wind down for bedtime soon. And then you lay down and then like eight podcasts later, it's time to go to yeah. bed. Then it's like two or three and you're like, all right, now I go to bed. It's weird. I have to be in a mood. Like I, I am oftentimes. I'm up late all the time, and I'm I'm just throwing on Howard Stern shout out or Jim and Sam shout out or like a podcast and just I I don't know. I'm like what am, I'm just be browsing the internet doing nothing, but I'll be listening to something versus watching something. Yeah, I often will do that. Um, sometimes I'll like. There's a new podcast I've been really into called The Daily Zeitgeist. It's like humor but politics. Mm -hmm. Um, and they do a an episode every night it comes out around like 7 to 10 p.m. and it covers that day's politics. So I'll put that on as I'm like winding down and just scrolling through the internet and shit. It's that's, tight. That's like me, but like Jamie Josta from Hatebreed. <laughs> right. So it's the same idea of just like a nice little wind down. Yep. But yeah, I'd be excited X. for for wrestler, you know. What? What? <laughs> what did you say? X? XFL? XFL. I... God. 2020, they're going to give it two years, pretty much from now. Two years from now, when I'm 31 years old, it will launch. That's <laughs> fucked up. Um, yeah, I don't know. But we don't know what it's going to be. There's going to be no WWE crossover. I mean, obviously, they could always change, but he seemed pretty adamant that, like, and I said it in the group chat, 
one of the things I think that didn't help the XFL, even though that was the hottest time for WWE in like 2001, they thought by using that to capitalize in the pro football world, maybe it would have translated, but it totally didn't. It made people just kind of look at it more of as a joke. So it seems like it's Vince even said like he won't even be the face of the XFL. It's like he's like, you know, it's his company and stuff, but they're going to hire in people. And, you know, it's going to be weird. I don't know. He also made that comment it's, where they asked about the uh, the donation or the, the money he put down. And he was like, $100, or $100 million is too rich for the WWE money. So I'm doing this as Vince McMahon with no tie-in. Because if he did it under WWE, WWE with their money, it would have sank the stock price. Yeah. So he, would, he okay. didn't want to affect WWE. He wanted to just do his own shit. So. I think that was one of the big takeaways of what we did actually learn was the fact that there will be little to no tie-in with WWE. He will not really be the face of it anymore. And that it seems like they actually want to go away from what we knew XFL as being, which was like hard, crass, sexual, like weird football, where it was everything that the NFL was trying to get away from. And a lot of people I saw in the sports media were, were talking about like, oh, this is exactly what a lot of people are looking for and missing an NFL. XFL coming in and doing that again would make some money. So for him to come out now and be like, no, we want to be safer we want to be family friendly. Like right off the bat, I was like, "Oh, okay. yeah." I was like, hmm. right. So I think that those are the two things I heard in this press conference, and I was like, "Oh, we have no idea what we're getting out of this anymore." Cameras aren't going into the cheerleaders' locker room anymore. <laughs> yeah, as soon as he said family friendly, I was like, "All right, so that means you're not going to have the the cheerleader halftime." He also said no halftime. Join us on XFL hashtag Me Titties. <laughs> <laughs> You also had uh, the logo change and the color scheme was a lot more like friendly than the black and red. Yeah. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens, but I feel like <laughs> it'll be interesting to see if Vince McMahon's still alive in 2020. <laughs> I mean, that's another thing. Like somebody brought that up in the press conference. Like you're 72 now. Do you really think you can outdo what Roger Goodell is doing? I mean, his mom's still alive. So there's that. Vince's mom? Vince's mom's like 90 something. Like, still alive. Yeah. I don't know much about Vince's family, or just Vince. Through a hard no, he didn't consult Linda. He gets asked if he talked to Linda, because Linda uh, had worked with Vince Lombardi at some point, or some, and he just goes, no. Here, I'm going to pull the clip in post-production and make it sound like this is it. Listen to the clip of Vince saying no. And your wife, Linda, she's got some connected tissue to football. One of her clients, once upon a time at Covington, Berlin, was, was Vince Lombardi. Uh, you know, so often in life, you know, Vince McMahon gets the credit, but Linda McMahon was such an integral part of the process. Did you seek her opinion on this decision? No. I thought that it was very interesting. Um, it was fun to kind of just put it on for a second and hear him and see him talk. Because even in wrestling, we barely do. Yeah, I mean, he just comes out now for these uh, nostalgia acts, which can bring us to uh, Raw 25, which was this past Monday. So I think that we had differing of opinion on Raw 25. Yes. So we rarely do on this podcast, and we also rarely do the podcast, but let's embrace debate. Let's do it. So so how did you feel about it? The f- You know, it's awesome to see Vince and Stone Cold. That's boom. I mean, you saw you saw the clip my dad sent me. It's like, oh, look at that. Stone Cold. When's the last time we saw his ass? <laughs> that was cool. You don't see Stone Cold on TV. He's not a legend that is often really in a ring outside of like WrestleMania and that kind of stuff. So when we see him, it's a big deal. It started off great. They jumped right away to the uh, Manhattan Center. So I thought, oh, okay, cool. We're going to jump back and forth all night. That ended up not really being the case. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> my two biggest issues were the fact they didn't utilize the Manhattan Center much at all. Not even so much for like the being there, being pissed off, because I know the minimum ticket was 225 included meet and greets and that doesn't count who bought them on secondary market dropped 8 9 a thousand dollars to go to these shows and they basically sat there for a couple matches and like two in-ring segments or something like that yeah um it was weird i, I thought they would have embraced that if, why go through the trouble of doing the, the place like they did back on the first episode of raw had the ico pro sign up everything like <laughs> it was weird the undertaker thing was weird um, which apparently we could all blame Samoa Joe for because they were supposed to build the Cena versus Undertaker at WrestleMania, but because they needed they, this, this is this was their only opportunity to give uh, Cena and uh, Elias their feud build or whatever like that is. 
So they did that, and apparently we're going to get in the coming weeks, Undertaker, Cena, something will happen. I don't know. Brendan? Wait, how did Samoa Joe get put into that? Because it was supposed to be Samoa Joe. They had already been building that feud with Cena, and then he got hurt. And that was like, ah, fuck, we got to start over and give him something to do. So it's going to be Elias. And Taker was supposed to interfere with that in some capacity? In in some way. I don't know how they were going to do it. I don't know. Who knows? We'll We'll hear about it one day, I'm sure. But, um... Yeah, that was my problem, and then just why go through all the hassle of advertising who's going to be at Raw? Like, I mean, using Chris Jericho in that capacity was fantastic, because just putting him on the show, period, is like, holy shit, this dude just wrestled New Japan's biggest show of the year, and is doing this, like, three seconds later. Um, All the the women wrestlers, the, you know, former divas and women's champions that were just on the stage waving, or Eric Bischoff and the former general managers on the stage just waving like yeah. <laughs> no use of them in the backstage segment or anything. Yeah. Which apparently we might be able to blame Jimmy Fallon for because they were supposed to do a bunch of backstage vignettes with him and okay. he was running late. So they like freaked out. I guess just like, bah. okay, that answers some questions on that end. Apparently, you know, who knows? I'm just, right. I'm just interwebbing, but um, there were some things where I was like, really this, I feel like honestly I was, I was here with Brendan and Casey and shit talking, being like, "Oh, I don't know. I was watching Raw 1000 again. It's basically the same fucking show. Like, what are we doing here? Like, it's just right, right. Always random people. The only thing missing was the revival getting beaten up by legends and losing a match on TV. Oh wait. Oh wait, that happened. Oh, the revival took the ascension spot. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Oftentimes, there's moments where I'm like, "Fuck, man, I watched too much wrestling growing up." Because. <laughs> What did I say in the group chat? Where I was like, I was fed up. I was like, not really fed up, but I was just like, fuck this. I'm over it. Like, Brendan's like, be positive. And Brendan was, said be positive? It was coming into the final segment, <laughs> and I was like, what? Are they? I said something along the lines of like, come back from break. Yeah. Everyone comes out. Paul Heyman talks. Violence ensues. Someone goes through a table. That's our good night, folks. And all that yeah. shit happened in a row. And I was like, motherfucker. Yeah. I can't even be surprised anymore. I, uh... We'll throw in another one for the the Smarkville bingo cards. Kevin Kelly and I talked about it a handful of times, and I've been thinking about it for a bit. I want to start by saying that I understand the nostalgic act of it, so I didn't want to judge it too hard. Yeah. But then, like, I thought about it after the fact and was like, oh, that kind of was a shit show. But I'm surprised that it happened when it did. Like, I understand the routing of it. Okay, we're in Philly for Rumble. We need to go to Brooklyn the weekend before. But also, they can fucking, they can fudge that stuff. They can, like, do whatever they want. They're a major company. Um, I didn't understand why you had, as Raw, like, straight up eight weeks or something since the last Raw pay-per-view to Royal Rumble. The actual 25th anniversary was, I think, Kevin found it. It was, like, the 11th of January. Yeah. Why was that also your go-home for the Rumble? Why would you not do that in the beginning of January or in the middle of January and then do the go-home and make them two awesome shows, because I felt like any time the 25th anniversary dragged, it was because they were trying to set up, like, a dumb thing we didn't need for the Rumble. Yeah, like, at multiple points, I was like, oh, fuck, the Royal Rumble's a Sunday. Like, right. Like, I'm gonna, I'm going, and I'm like, oh, shit, that's this weekend. Like, ho- what are we watching? What is this? Right. Like, we so we'll definitely get into that. Yeah. As much as we shit on it, and probably did last year, I didn't see one... These are the rules in the Royal Rumble. Yep. Yep. 2,500, blah, 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 like crazy. Yep. It's on YouTube. They did do one. but I feel like that's probably where it is. I'm sure we'll get it in the pre-show or even during the show as like the pee break. It wasn't jammed I... down my throat. Right. You did get some, I saw one on SmackDown and I saw one for the women's match where it turned into like a, a melee and they were just throwing people over the top ropes. Yeah. I thought that it was a fun show. I thought that they hit their big points way too soon. Like, I thought the Stone Cold was a great way to pop it. Um, They did something after the women's match that I I think it was Taker after the women's match. Like, every big point happened within the first hour and a half. And then after that, it was like nothing. And they kept teasing DX. And by the time you got to DX, you were like, I couldn't care less about this. And that was where I was like, fuck this. Because I made a joke. I was like, oh, great. Sean and freaking Triple H coming out being like, didn't there used to be? more of us and i was like straight up was like we didn't come alone i was like god damn it's the same fucking verbiage come on i get knew who was gonna be there you literally advertised that you were coming if anything i think there were people that they advertised that didn't show up like sergeant slaughter i don't think was there and they pushed him hard Mm -hmm. 
Um, I really like the APA backstage segments. I thought those were funny. Until it fucking resulted in a pointless tag match, which ultimately gave us the Dudley boys who had been gone for not even a year to throw yeah, like somebody a through a table. A but I got to watch yeah. my fucking favorite ever, Trish Stratus, stand on a stage and fucking wave. <laughs> that granted, was the big thing. Granted, I have a very, very good feeling I will be seeing her in the Royal Rumble on Sunday. However, I was like, really, we have to fucking do this? Right. And I, I thought that was such a weird thing to do. And you know why it was a weird thing to do? Why? Because that segment was thrown together at the very last minute because <laughs> WWE's cruiserweight champion, Enzo Amore, was sent home that day. Why? Why was he sent home that day? For sexual assault. For sexual assault or rape allegations, whatever. But right. even then, as, we, as the world turns, may not necessarily be true. We don't know. But now all the shit's coming out. For anyone that doesn't know, it was he was accused of raping someone back in October. Uh, but now this girl has been like called out by a bunch of other people with like text messages that she's done this kind of thing before and like faked pregnancies and stuff. And now is like, oh, whoa. who knows? It's yeah. Well, we're not gonna know. We're not. The, we're not yeah. the judge. We we don't do this. Yeah. But nonetheless, he's fired. Um, right. Not even he went from suspended to fired in just under a day. Because right. apparently it was the last straw. That the fact this was an ongoing investigation that was only brought to WWE's attention after that whole thing happened. Because this happened like last year. It happened in October. I don't know how long the investigations been going on, but like, yeah, it was already a thing. And I guess he didn't let them know about it in advance. Um, but apparently he vehemently denies the allegations. He put up a Twitter post. I put in the group chat, whatever. So who knows? It doesn't. I don't think whether it ends up being true or not. I don't think it's going to bring him back to WWE, but no, not with maybe in the nineties. <laughs> well, I feel like, deaths. I feel like even beyond this, like you said, this was his last straw. He's been doing a handful of things yep. and he's just gotten really, really, really cocky. Um, like you said, we don't know. We're not the judge, nope. uh, but they do have a zero tolerance policy. So even if you have an allegation, they're going to at least suspend you. And I'd assume if they fired him, they're like, all right, we made up our minds. They took that one step further than uh, uh, Rich Swan, who literally got into a physical altercation with his wife and right. is still awaiting judgment. He's still he's still suspended, but I think even Stephanie McMahon was asked in an interview, and she was like, oh, yeah, like if he if that comes out where he gets charged, like we're, we're releasing him immediately. Right. So. so I could see it even if they're like, hey, we're not going to make a statement on whether or not he did assault somebody. The fact that he held it from the company or withheld it from the company is enough for us to fire him along with all the other dumb shit he's been doing. Yep. So I didn't realize that was all the reasons, but I did think the let's have a manager come out. Let's have the the old superstars come out and wave at the camera was like super cheesy. And I didn't understand for the old divas and superstars. I felt like it was really rushed. Uh, yeah, it was just. I was surprised to see Terry Runnels. I didn't think Tori Wilson was going to be there. I was like, what? Like people that, right. that people that don't necessarily still pop up here and there. Like they were definitely in wrestling and like just want like Stacy. Oh, I would be shocked if we ever saw like Stacy Keebler again one day. Like I don't think we will. Like, but right. She spent how many years in WWE? Like she's someone that just like eh, distanced herself. Never really came back. Because both like Stacy and Tori Wilson like straight up just became superstars of their own outside of WWE. Isn't Tori Wilson like a fitness something now? Or? Yeah. I don't know. She's like a pretty big fitness person on Instagram at least. And I think she had some sort of career in TV. I could be wrong outside of WWE after the fact. That Slash. was also like when I was like, I'm done with wrestling. So I don't know. The last time we saw her, she was like when she was dating A-Rod. And they were in the front row of WrestleMania or something like that. That's right. And then Stacey Keebler did some TV stuff and was dating George Clooney, right? G. Clune, Yeah. G. Clune. Good, good old G clone. But yeah, it was like surprising to see Tori, surprising to see Terry. Um, it was cool that they brought some people back. I would really like to see what happens with the actual Rumble. I thought that it was weird as frick that Lita was not there. So my only explanation for that, because uh, Brendan brought that up, was she's been around the product so much over the last year and a half, two years. Like we saw her unveil the women's championship. She did commentary for the women's classic thing. Like. Yeah. like she's always kind of been around and then on again off again whatever in like the backstage capacity i don't know I, I feel like they were just trying to pull out more surprises more people we haven't seen i don't know 
Well, she like, case in point, Beth Phoenix. Yeah, she's yeah. been around. They could have used her, but you know, we've it was seen weird her. That they didn't have Beth Phoenix. She's been doing the mixed match tags, which we'll get into, and they're they're fun. Um, Lita tweeted that she never even got an invitation. Yeah, uh, I think that I don't remember if it was before or after the May Young, so I could be completely wrong. But I do remember them like parting ways weirdly or yeah. oddly. They, so I don't know if that was after May Young. They let her go from her producing and then the the pre show duties, and she was gone. And then they came back for that. Okay, so it's just kind of like they bring her in and out. It's just weird. I feel like much like Jr. in his early tenure in WWE, which I'm reading about in his book right now that I oh downloaded for free on the internet. Dude, JR was so bad. Yeah. You can like, tell, I mean, you can tell yeah. overall just that that side of the production, they were just like, nah. Yeah, I remember when they first announced that they were going to do this, we were debating getting tickets for one of them, especially Manhattan Center. And glad we saw that we the didn't. prices and we're like, nah. Yeah, glad that we didn't. But like, even when you started texting me about the times or something, and the day of, I was like, oh, are they doing anything on the network? Because we expected them to do like a, we'll have a camera going at all times, watch behind the scenes stuff on the network. So at some point I realized they had only gone back to Manhattan Center for the Undertaker thing. And I was like, what are they doing there? And then you check Twitter and people are like chanting, this is bullshit. We want our money back. Where's the wrestling? Plus like overall on the entire show, there was matches that were ending as they came back from commercial. There'd be like three moves and they'd be like the finisher and be like, what the fuck? Oh, someone must be coming out. Like it was just... Yeah, everything was sequenced so odd. Broken Matt, like finally fighting Bray Wyatt, or I'm sorry, Woken so Matt, and then he loses, and there's no sort of just nah. But now, yeah. like, backstage, it's like, oh, now they're gonna go full broken, like. Oh, so he's just like partially broken. Now I don't that know, he that... has like the full control over the character and like everything. They could call him Broken Matt Hardy if they wanted to. So I don't oh, know. so he could say like he was woken and now he's broke. Oh. And now he's saying he has to go <laughs> back to the compound and blah 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 blah. And... We're gonna start. Getting it makes that shit. sense. It I just guess. felt like a weird gimmick night that should have also been a take home or a go home. So it was fun, but when you start to dissect it, which I said I wouldn't do, but when I do, it's like this is kind of bad. Yeah. But hey, with the bad comes the good, and the good being the freaking Royal Rumbles on Sunday. The Royal Rumble, which starts our what do we call it? The shuttle path. To SummerSlam. That's right. We had, a, we had a different name for it. It fourth, was S to SummerSlam. The fourth Brooklyn summer in a row. The Skyway to, to SummerSlam. The something to the something. The Sky Bridge to SummerSlam. And unlike any other Royal Rumble in history, we have two Rumble matches. Women and two. men. The women's has 18 of the 30 competitors announced. And yes. obviously the biggest thing everyone keeps going back to. Yes. Ronda Rousey. Ronda Do Rousey, they? who this morning flew back to Columbia to finish filming Mile 22. Uh, what is that? Some crappy movie that no one will watch. <laughs> uh, TMZ Sports caught her going into the airport and was kind of like, oh yeah, how do you feel about everyone saying like you're going to kick ass the Rumble this Sunday? And she was like, oh yeah, like I, it's so flattering and I love that people think that and stuff, but like we haven't nailed anything down yet and I'm actually flying back to Columbia, but in my head I was like, you could easily come back. Oh, I, yeah. I'm confident that she will be there on Sunday. Um, everyone's saying the right thing or it's like, oh yeah, like she's busy, we're interested, she's interested, but we haven't nailed anything down yet, and blah, 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 because everyone's hitting up Triple H at crazy on the conference calls and stuff. Um, I feel like they'll... I, I think she'll win it. I would be very bummed if she won the very first. I mean, I guess not though, because if you really look at it, I'm getting very handsy in my like showing of emotion um, because they do give her the nod of like what got WWE to come around on their thoughts of let's have women be more wrestlers and not just hair pulling and smacking. Correct. So I guess it wouldn't like as much as I am a wrestling fan and an ass I'm sitting here like, no, why wouldn't you give it to a wrestler that's been there for a while and has worked their way up in wrestling. But at the end of the day, like Rhonda is the person who started a lot of this. Yeah. So I guess like you could argue, yeah, well, she does deserve it. And to avoid us being the stereotypical go running down the card at the end, I'm not even gonna give me your final four for the women's rumble. All right. From the people I know, 
one, it sucks that Paige got hurt. Like, we'll touch on that for a second. Yes. That's such a fucking bummer. Yep. That's the past 18 months of her life are such a bummer, and I feel terrible for her. Apparently, it's made like national news. Uh, my parents knew about it. Um, but like, it's just crazy to me. But how they're uh, treating um, that is weird. Why aren't they just coming out right away and saying, well, hey, you're done? Like, she might be getting more tests. Yeah, maybe. They're hey. saying it's similar to what Edge had. Oh, wait till the night after Mania to be like, out there, Tanya. Well, no, like, in terms of, like, the, like, it's not even like a, oh, maybe she can come back later. Like, it's an injury where if she takes a bump, she could lose all feeling. Yeah. Um, thanks, Sasha. Thanks, Sasha. God. Uh, top, my final four. This is just by the 18, or you want me to, like, include people that might pop out? It included, including whatever 12 extra competitors you may think. I don't think that Ronda will actually be there. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Sasha, Obvi. Who else is in it? <laughs> I'll give Oops. you the, the full the full list in the... Uh... Oh, I didn't realize we had text going on. Um, you got Naomi, Asuka, Ruby Riot, the whole Riot oh, Squad, Natty. Okay. Sasha, Asuka... Oh, jeez. Somebody from one of the new ones. I don't think anybody from the Riot Squad. Maybe Anyone Sonya? Sonya from Absolution? Yo, I've started getting back into NXT. I saw it was Sonya and Ruby Riot, no DQ, I think it was, or no or no holds barred. Uh -huh. It was such a good match. Dude, NXT's been killing it lately. Yeah, but like, I didn't we'll get I haven't into that watched too. any of those people on their NXT runs. And from what I knew from the little that I followed of NXT... None of them seemed like the big names when they actually did come up. So I was like, oh, cool. Like, Sonya's got a cool gimmick. Ruby is punk. I get it. And then I watched a couple of those matches they had, and I was like, these are really good. Mm -hmm. uh, I would go with Sonya, Sasha, Asuka. <clears throat> Final four. Leave your yeah. girl. You're going to leave your girl Naya out? No, I think Naya's going to be like uh, where everybody teams up and gets them out and it's a surprise that they were thrown out like you're supposed to be like shocked like i can't believe the the go home that everybody chose would get thrown out um she's in the big show role let's throw Shayna baszler in there That's as, as the final four one of my picks was gonna be her yeah what's your final four i was gonna go ronda Shayna, oscar and Hmm. How about a wild card? Like, Alicia Fox. My idea is that one of the, the six people, well, we can't say Paige, one of the five of like the Absolution and R Riot Squad is going to be in that final four. How about Mandy Rose? That's kind of what I was thinking. Like, either Sonya or Mandy. Uh,. Or Sarah Logan. Like, Sarah Logan has yet to be beaten on SmackDown, I think. And is they're pushing her to be, like, a bigger beast-type character. Like, whenever they have the people team up, it's, like, her against Tamina. I'm hoping uh, Bailey goes on a hot streak at some point, and then Sasha's the one that eliminates her. I constantly forget that Bailey is still wrestling. So do I, honestly. I'm looking at, at this some list point, like, oh, yeah. I don't think I texted it to the group chat, but at some point I was watching one of the first Raws of 2018, and I was like, what the fuck is Bailey doing? Like, they're still pushing Bailey, and they've gone, they've doubled back on their, like, nah, she's a hugger. That's it. She's just a dead hugger. It's weird. It's kind of annoying that the women's champions have nothing going on. It is kind of annoying. I really, like, I during Raw though. 25, they, they had Alexa and Charlotte have a little backstage talk, and I was like, that's kind of cool. But maybe they'll have them come out. I mean, ultimately, it's weird because you know you're going to get whoever wins against that champion. But how cool would it be for, like, Alexa versus Charlotte at Mania? Yeah. I watched that. But honestly, we're going to get Liv Morgan versus Carmella at Mania. Battle of the gimmick? Battle of the gimmick. Winner takes the gimmick. Um, the men's rumble, 17 of 30 are announced. Um, okay. And... 
my initial going back to Raw 25, The Miz won the Intercontinental title back, and I was like, oh my god, no. <laughs> my only saving grace is that Raw has the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view this year. Okay. So, that's where I'm assuming, because I don't assume, I, I don't imagine Brock will be defending the title. At Normally, it's like defended in there. I feel like whoever wins the Elimination Chamber match gets the shot at Brock. Yeah. Because there's no way Kane or Braun are winning the title on Sunday. If really? They do, if they do, sick. But I, I totally, I totally envision uh, Kane taking the pin. So, yes. To keep yeah. Braun, you know, good. Um, I honestly figured it would be Braun pinning Kane. It'd be it, either, whether no matter which way it goes. Yeah. I'm saying it's it's going to be um, Kane taking the pin. That's the only reason why he's even the match. Yeah. Um. I keep forgetting that's a match too. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's funny. This is the Royal Rumble in Philly and it was there twenty fifteen, I think it was. Yes. And it was a triple threat match. And that one they, was they like awesome. the triple threats. Yeah. yeah. Um That's one of my favorite matches of all time. Yeah. So it's kinda of funny to see those parallels. But uh the difference is this show is a special start time of seven, which means the pre-show is probably at five. I'm excited. Um, who? Okay, if you had to do a uh, final four for the men, who would you say? Final four for or the if you men. Just have a, if you have a win right now that you're like, this is who's going to win it. Oh, God. Um, I think it'll be a wild card. I don't think it's going to be someone. I, I mean, it'd be cool if it was the Miz. I know it won't yeah. be the Miz. Um, yeah. But what, even if it was someone like if they did like in 2011 where Alberto won and it was like fucking Alberto won like what like give it yeah. to freaking Baron Corbin or give it to fucking Finn give it to someone that hasn't won before at least give me like a first time winner that's that's more what I'm looking for. What would um, you do if they had Roman win again? I would peel my face off because uh, it's Philly again, and to know he, they did that to me twice. <laughs> he dropped uh, the title. I saw rumors that he dropped it for a bigger feud coming up, which makes sense to get him in that in that picture. He doesn't have to win the rumble though to do it though. They can give that to somebody else and use the elimination chamber as his catalyst to that title shot at WrestleMania because it's it's supposed to be him versus Brock. Apparently, they've been pushing to that again for whatever fucking reason. Um, I feel like we were all believing that it would be the Shield triple threat where they would all turn on each other, but now that Dean's hurt, that's not happening. I totally forgot he existed. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm like, what? Oh. Dean Ambrose, sir? Oh, I, I don't even think about him at all. All of the big names that I've seen floating around of like, this would be cool, this would make sense, are Daniel Bryan, obviously, which I still don't really know. I'd probably like just fly out of my pants if he actually came out. Oh, if won. he comes out, I'll be crying. Yeah, that'd be insane. Uh, him, Jason Jordan would be fun. Uh, He's still like among... Jason Jordan with help. Daniel Bryan's still among the Vegas favorites. To win I'm the Royal Rumble match else. this year. I haven't seen people talking about Roman, but now that I've said it, I'm like, God, that makes too much sense. He's number three in the list at four to one odds to win it all. Who's number one? Uh... Where are we at here? No dead air on this podcast. Yeah, I don't um, know. I thought it was Nakamura. Ah, Nakamura is the favorite. Um, Weird. So they could pull the trigger on him versus AJ. Oh, uh, um, yeah. And then Roman, I think, is number two. I have a really hard time believing that they would wait, not waste, but that they, they would use a SmackDown person. They but did like, last year, too. Who won it last year again? Randy Orton. Yeah, and that like didn't go over well, I didn't think. No. Um, but I have a hard time believing they would do a SmackDown person. Um, and especially like Nakamura, who isn't even that big on SmackDown anymore. No matter what, we get to see Daniel Bryan wrestle this year. So that's awesome. It's just a matter of where. Do you think we definitely do? Oh, 100% because his contract's up September 29th. He's either going to be in WWE. Like if he doesn't wrestle by Mania, that's not happening. I definitely popped when they had the general managers come out. Daniel Bryan came out, and then The Miz came out, and Daniel they just Bryan like, had a looks, stare, Bryan. Here's the thing. Down. He looks more jacked. He looks... Uh, he's, he's been bulking. doing, like, Olympic lifting. Yeah, so, like... Yeah. I have reason to believe 
if it's going to happen, it has to happen Sunday. They have to start or it, by whatever the hell February. Like if they haven't built it yeah. by like a fast lane or the fuck it's going to be something like that. Like that's the time. I would um, fly out of my pants. If it's not happening for WrestleMania, he's not wrestling for WWE. And uh, the fucked up thing is he can't even work the all in show because that'd be sick if they used him there. Um, what is the all in show? The all in show is the. T- me and Brandon said we'll fucking go. You guys want to go to Chicago? We'll go to Chicago. It's probably going to be in Chicago. It's basically a show that Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks are personally oh. personally financing. It's going to be in a, at least a ten thousand seat it's arena in Chicago. They are teasing on being the elite, like where the city is, and like yeah. A, um, in the last episode, Cody Rhodes is wearing a Cavs jersey, and he's like, as we said on the All In Twitter. We were told you we would be revealing the city on an upcoming episode of Being the Elite. However, today is not that day. And then, like, Marty Skrull comes in with, like, a Knicks hat. And he's like, future episodes will determine where our upcoming, you know, like, where the city, like, they're, like they're, they're just teasing it. Yeah. But it's going to be at least a 10,000-seat place. All of the Bullet Club and Kenny Omega are confirmed for the show so far. And all the wrestlers are, like, putting up the thing with, like, all in. Brandon yeah. raised a pretty good point. I think they will do it in Chicago, and I believe CM Punk will be on the show in any do capacity. Do you really think he would be on the show? Because if he's doing anything wrestling-related, it's going to be with Ring of Honor, and it's going to be with like those guys. Well, he's also, they just said that uh, he's about to get his second UFC fight soon. Yeah, and that won't have any effect on on that at all. It'd just be, yeah. Even if it's just an appearance, or he does like a special, anything involving him on that show is going to make that, they'll sell it oh, out yeah. anyway, I think. Yeah. Um, Ten thousand—that's easy for them, I'd imagine. There, there's definitely Maybe a big match. They keep so one of the young bucks keeps having premonitions, broken Matt Hardy style, like in the, in the middle episodes. He'll just be like, like he was counting merch money and just shooting it at one of those guns, and yeah. his eyes rolls up in his head. And he's like, <gasps> and it like goes to like a vision of like the Ring of Honor team, like Kevin Kelly and like a uh, Cole Cabana being like. Oh my God! Who could have ever thought such an amazing match would be set up? We never thought we'd see this in all of our days, and like they keep showing that. So it's yeah. like it's supposed to be like a premonition for whatever they have for that show. So that's fun. It's gonna be some something huge like that. I, I mean, mean, if they did if they did Jericho Ke- uh, Kenny Omega two, that'd be insane. Yeah, that I mean, that alone would be good. That's, yeah, that's too close to his cruise though. So I don't know. Oh, true. I forgot about the cruise. They might do it on the cruise. The Jericho cruise. Um. Uh. Yeah. Either way, be yeah, it Daniel Bryan. No matter what, gonna wrestle somewhere in 2018. How fucking weird is this? Uh, AJ versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn together. Cami match. <laughs> yeah, I almost said Cami, and that's why I stumbled. <laughs> I'm the I'm the WWE champion. Like, how fucking weird is it that they're like, this is a match we're just gonna do with no other stipulation than AJ versus two people in a handicap match. And obviously, through some sort of crazy trickery, AJ will come out as champ. Right. Um, well, I think you're going to end up getting Shane and Daniel Bryan, like, really fighting. What if... Yeah, what Maybe if, that's how you get him. That's it. What if you get Daniel Bryan, but it has to be him against Shane McMahon, because Shane McMahon just has to have a spot on the card since he came back. Dude, I watched... What was... Not Survivor Series. Was it uh, Night of Champions, where you actually had them both refereeing? Yes. I, I was to watch so, that well, I was on the edge of my seat just for that because I was like, he's going to take a bump and he got pushed. I remember you saying that because I was like, let me know if he takes a bump. I forget where I was. I was at a show or something. Yeah, it was some. You, yeah, I think you guys were at Dillinger. Oh, yo, Ooh. maybe. I don't know. Either way, semantics. But yeah, it was like seeing him just be in a ring. I was like, whoa, whoa. I will literally there's two things that would make me freak out. One would be Daniel Bryan being in the Royal Rumble, and one would be Trish Stratus being in the Rumble, just from my 16-year-old like Bryan self. Like, ooh! Just. So I think that that's kind of what we expected when they announced all the legends for the 25th, because mm-hmm. we're like, oh, they'll be there, but at what capa- or in what capacity? I feel like they do that with the Rumble often, and they could do that where it's like, they're not really going to take a major bump, they're just going to get thrown out. And Trish could do that. I don't know what capacity she's in to wrestle, but she could. I mean, she looked, Wasn't she, she looked supposed good. To? She was apparently supposed to be the one that took that spot against Asuka and the takeover where Mickey James came back, but because she was and pregnant. She got pregnant. Okay. Yeah, she got pregos. Yeah, and then Mickey James has stayed there. And hasn't done much since. 
Yeah, it was weird. They built her up a lot, and then she came over to Raw, and now she's just like a babyface that hangs out with Sasha and Bailey. And then Dana Brooke is kind of coming back to prominence as part of Titus Worldwide. I love that. I love Titus Worldwide. And how they keep getting like prominent sports figures in all their cities. Like they just did one with like the Penn State coach and shit, like to like sign yeah. to Titus Worldwide. Yeah, I love it. And he's like barely getting any airtime on TV, but he's just actually getting recognition in the real world. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Uh, the only two things we haven't really talked about, we saw on the Rumble card of the two tag team championship matches. One is uh, Seth and Jason Jordan versus The Ba. And then the other one is The Usos versus Gable and Benjamin in a two out of three falls match, which that figure either that's going to open the show or the women's Rumble's opening the show. I, I understand don't think they're going to do both back to back. The Rumbles? Yeah. I understand why they would have it open, but I feel like having that open is kind of tasteless. I feel like you could easily have... Two out of three falls, then women's. Yeah, or even just the bar versus Seth and Jason Jordan. Yeah, one of those tag matches has to open yeah. the show, I think. Yeah, yeah. Plus, uh, what, yeah. What, like, there's, I mean, there's going to be a kickoff show. I wonder if any one of those matches... Gets, I mean, with a four-hour show and two Rumble matches, gets moved to the pre-show. Plus, where's Dolph? Has Dolph come back in the Rumble match since he quit and just gave up the title? Or I don't know. I haven't been keeping up with anything in the actual like background. He comes back and eliminates Bobby Roode. That'd be kind of exciting, especially because yeah. they they already figured out who won the U.S. Championship. Yeah, which they rushed that. They just fuck it. Now all of it's happening with the semifinals and the finals are in one night. Now what up? Which is kind of fun to watch. It made a fun SmackDown. Yeah. Anytime SmackDown ends and it's not like, watch another match of Randy Orton and Nakamura versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, I'm happy. The only thing I saw from SmackDown was that RKO out of nowhere. Which was sick. Mid-Kinshasa. Which was sick. And it was the first time, like, it's probably boring, but it was the first time that he actually did anything heel quotations in months. That's good. So it's kind of sick. And he was like, he's been tagging with Nakamura, and then out of nowhere, he's like, nah, fuck this. It's like Oscar's ripped right now. Because Oscar did the same shit, where it was just like out of nowhere, she like won that tag match and then fucked everybody up, like everyone for themselves on Sunday, yes. bitch. Yes. Uh, also, real quick, mixed match uh, things oh, yes. have been pretty fun. Let's hear from mixed match correspondent John Bradley. I really like it because it's like 25 minutes, if that. They are very fun. Uh, Beth Phoenix is fun. Michael Cole being on it is weird, but it like fits. You're just and, we're just used to his, we're neutered to his voice by this point. Neutered to his voice, I like that. I like that. Uh, you get like I kind of was dogging on it, and I thought that it was silly, and then I realized that you're getting you got Finn versus Nakamura, which is insane. Mm -hmm. uh, and they did a good match. Then they did a good match. Um, Carmella and Big E with New Day was hilarious with Big E, Kofi, and Xavier with the tiny Carmellas and the tiny Money in the Bank briefcases that had pancakes in them. Yo, hilarious. Yo, push Kofi. Let him win the fucking Rumble. That'd be tight. Ten years in? That would be really tight. They all keep and he saying, deserves yo, it. give him a world title shot. Kofi, as champ, would be sick. He does deserve it. But yeah, I thought that I think that the mixed match challenge has been really fun. Uh, someone brought up, I think it was Kevin who brought up in the group chat that it is weird because they're all going for charities, but wrestling is predetermined. <laughs> yeah, so they already they're just picking the one they want. Yeah, but it like I think it's still it's just like well you're getting promotion for that charity. They probably still donate to him anyway. Yeah, and I don't even know how much. Like I didn't even realize the charity thing until after the fact. Big match this upcoming Tuesday. Who is it? Braun and Alexa Bliss versus Sammy and Becky Lynch. Oh, yeah. And they've been building yeah. a storyline with Sammy and Becky Lynch about, like, um, Becky's trying to get the old Sammy back. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm always the same Sammy. She's like, no, but like, you're a bad guy and blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> at some point, she's backstage, and she picks up, like, a Sammy Zayn hat, and she puts it on, and she knocks, up, like, papers out of a guy's hand, and she's like, oh, and takes the hat off and throws it, <laughs> and it, like, zooms in on the hat like it's, like, evil. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, it's just fun. The Braun and uh, Alexa stuff is funny too. How he's like super, like petting her head, and like, yeah, she gets interrupted at a live event, or like someone bumps in there, and he, she's like, "Did you see what they did? You can't let him do that." Braun smash, and he's like, "Yeah," and goes and just kills people. 
I saw that. I really like it. There was also, I like how in the middle of the matches, they'll go into the backstage area and they'll have like somebody that's doing an, an upcoming match. So they had like Rusev and Lana on phones and computers. And they were both just like, we don't know what they're saying. Like they were just really flabbergasted. It was very funny. Because they all chat and stuff like that on Facebook. Watch while it's happening. Oh, I turned that off immediately. Yeah. Apparently that's what they go in there and just say funny shit. Oh, maybe I should keep it on. Yeah, Sami Zayn was in there the other day doing something. He's like, I don't know what this is or what we're doing this for. <laughs> yeah, but it's fun. Yeah. Rumble, I'm excited for Rumble. I mean, Rumble is probably my favorite of the four. And even if I'm not really excited for the atmosphere of wrestling, it's that perfect winter. It's cold out. You're inside. You're like binging wrestling. So me and Brendan will be at the Royal Rumble. And yes. you and Kevin will be actually coming here to yes. our place. To watch silly turn of events on our, you know, sick Wi-Fi. We got the nice TV, the 4K TV. We got all that yes. know, shit. So um, the original plan was we were going to get a hotel right outside of Philly. And we were all going to hang out before you guys went into Philly. Mm -hmm. And then Kevin and I and anybody else that we would be friends with, which is like Kevin and I, <laughs> would stay at the hotel. And then when you guys got done with the Rumble, you would drive there instead of all the way home. So we could party. Yep. And then you brought up the good point of, well, we have other people outside of our main crew. We don't know their schedule. We don't know if they even want to party. Yep. So then Kevin and I were like, all right, do we get a hotel in Philly so we can go to the like hangout during the day at the pregame Xfinity Live area with you guys? I tweeted Xfinity. They are not showing the actual Rumble. They're showing no. Raw and SmackDown, but they're not showing. But they're doing stuff beforehand. It's like a, yeah, like, a know, get same together. Thing. Yeah. yeah. So we looked at that. I like found some hotels in the area that we could go to. And then Kevin brought up a good point that every hotel we've been to has very bad Wi-Fi. Unless it's like an upper deck hotel. Oh my hotel. god, yeah. Especially if you're trying to stream HD yeah. video and shit like that. So I was like, ah, uh, and I don't know how to like call somebody and be like, hey, how good is your Wi-Fi? Because they're all going to say it's great. But yeah. I've never, unless it's like a two one fifty to two hundred dollar hotel, I've never had like amazing video quality Wi Fi. Plus, without having so, to get too geeky, you have to like most of those Wi Fis have like a splash screen, so then you have to spoof your MAC address or the uh, thing. It's a whole thing. You have to to like get crazy. an Apple TV or something on their Wi Fi yeah. outside of watching on a laptop. You got to do some shit to get it to work. Yeah. So I was just like, let's just see if we can just go to their house because Kevin and I both live at our parents. It's not easy for us. And we did want to, at some point in the night, hang out mm -hmm. as like all of us. So I figure that's the best bet at latest. You guys will get back at like 1 2 a.m. Yeah, I don't know when Brendan like, works. It'd be like one. I'm off on Monday. So yeah, we'll still be up like excited as all get out. Um, so thank you for having us, but we'll be at your house the entire time. Yep. Get another, get a video of like Kevin wearing the Lucha mask, elbow drop and Bowser on the couch. Yes, we did watch the Lucha Underground. Uh, we thought it was series, but just season finale there. Yep. So I figure, what we'll, and we'll talk about the actual times off podcast. We'll get there at a certain point. For Smarkville listeners, if you're still there, we play a game, which was taught to me by a roommate uh, back in the day who got me into wrestling. You take a piece of paper, you write the numbers 1 through 30, and rip it up for each number on each slice. I'm saying this poorly. <laughs> and then you put it in a hat, shuffle it, and then... Everybody that's watching or wants to get in on it pulls out some numbers until you run out of numbers. That is how you figure out, like, all right, let's say Roman came out at uh, number 29. If number 29 wins and you have number 29, you win. Yep. Did I say it in the most confusing way possible? The I last think I did. time I remember, what was, the, there was no prize last year, right? Uh, no, the prize was like a Funko Pop. Was that last year? It was two years it was ago. Well, the first time we ever did it, we just said we would all give somebody either $5 or $1. Okay, and the next time I had that Roman Funko Pop. I think so, yeah. But basically, the whole thing is, so you're not just like going in and being like, I think so-and-so is going to win. Yep. So, play that game. We're going to do it with the women's and the men's. It'll be fun. Hell yeah. So then you just write down who has what number, and as they get eliminated, you cross it off. Before we get to the true dark side of Smartville and talk about yes. anything and everything, uh, looking at the NXT TakeOver card, um, you got Cassius Ono versus Velveteen Dream. Yes. Undisputed Era versus Authors of Pain for the tag titles. Ember Moon versus Shayna Baszler. 
Alistair Black versus Adam Cole in an Extreme Rules match. Yes. And then Andrade Cien Almas versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT Championship. That being the most obvious of outcomes. Um, really? Oh, yeah. Which way are you leaning? It's going to be Almas because uh, Ciampa's going to come back and fuck up Gargano. Okay, yeah. And lead to there. They'll probably have a match at uh, TakeOver New Orleans or whatever. That's my oh, okay. guess. That's yeah. my guess. That's um, what Kevin's saying as well. I'm just now getting back into NXT, so I'm kind of taking it all off of what I've been told. I'm hoping for the Velveteen Dream to pull one out. Velveteen Dream is so tight. My dude Patrick breaking the K-Fobby. Um, so good. Dude, that match with freaking Aleister Black was sick. So good, and I need to watch uh, the last NXT. It was yes. a match against him and Gargano. Yes. I need to watch that. Yes, you do. Um, yeah, I've caught up except for the one that just aired last night, but I'll watch that at some point today. Tag match, I don't care. Uh, Aleister Black versus Adam Cole. Who? I mean, who needs to win more? Probably Adam Cole to further establish the character. Yeah, I feel like Adam Cole, and I feel like because you have Undisputed Era in general, you can have them pull something. And, and extreme rules, like, there's no DQ, so they could do whatever yeah. the fuck they want and pull one out. Yeah, and it doesn't hurt Aleister Black if he loses it by that means. Do they hotshot the title on the Shayna Baszler? I hope not, but I could also see them doing it. But she's also made a point to like go around and just chokehold everybody. So I could see, obviously it's like a title match, but I could see either she, huh, I don't know. I feel like they won't, but it'll be like, she basically would have won and except for this thing happening. If like somebody comes out and does something to her. Follow-up question. Do we see Ember yeah. Moon in the Royal Rumble match? No. Okay. I mean, hmm. uh, if she loses the title, then yeah. But just because it's like, it could probably be one of those things where you have an NXT superstar that you know of, but they're not going to win it. Who are other women on NXT right now that could, I mean, uh, the iconic duo, one of them. Yes. Or both Peyton. of them. Yeah. Um, I don't know who else they have. Uh, um, Dakota Kai, Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane would make sense because she won, she won the Mae Young. Isn't she hurt? I don't know. She was just on something, but I can't remember what. Well, I'm forgetting. Dakota Kai is like a big fan favorite right now. I'm forgetting her name. Um, Tony Storm? Aaliyah. Aaliyah was like in one thing, and it was just to get choked out by Shayna Baszler. Tony Storm, they want to sign, but uh, they didn't offer her a contract won't. yet. No, that, they didn't actually offer her one, but I think they were like super high on her performance after the Mae Young Classic. That is bullshit. I figure she's still so young, they don't want another page on their hands. They just let her kind of grow Dude, up. So is like Leo Rush or whatever that dude's name is. That dude's young. Yeah, look what happened to him. He just tweeted something annoying, right? That tweeted was something annoying, pretty much got buried in storylines and just lost another match on TV not that long ago and then he had some like promo backstage about how he needed to like rebuild or reform his character or something. I don't know. Oh, I haven't seen that. I just I saw him lose to What's-His-Face Lars Sullivan. Yeah. Lars. That dude looks... I can't place this guy so if you're listening and you understand it there's a character in movies and tv i don't think he was in office space he's like a bigger dude that has an underbite and he's like geeky but big he might he might have been in mad tv hmm. and every time i see lars sullivan because he has like that underbite and weird face that looks kind of nerdy yeah that's who i think of so i can't take his character seriously i think he was in mad tv that's the farthest i've gone with it either way i'll figure it out later but I'm excited for NXT. Uh, Kevin and I were debating going, but I think I might just stay home and watch it. Tickets tickets are relatively cheap. You can still get tickets for around thirty bucks. Brendan's going tomorrow. Uh, NXT's doing a house show in Tom's River at like literally it's so close. The one high school has like a a little add on like like arena. It's not really an arena though. It's, yeah. it's a small little thing. It might fit like. A thousand people, two thousand people tops in there or something. I don't know. I could be yeah. off on that, but uh, it's a definitely a small place. He's going to that uh, with Casey, and then I want to say two of his work friends. He had an extra ticket, but he's like, "I'm like, hey, I'm not going to that. I'm I going to see Static Radio, bro." That's so New Jersey at the There's, Asbury Brewery. I want to say that they were doing uh, NXT Albany either tonight or yesterday, and Kevin was going to go, but I don't think he is. Yeah, the cheapest ticket. With we fees. looked it up. It was like 33 or something like that. 
Show price with the fees, $48 and the upper $215. And it's not at uh, Wells Fargo Center. Yeah. Oh, it is? Yeah. That's not where the Rumble is, though, right? Yeah. Everything's all oh, the same weird. place. Weird. I know I've heard it on a different podcast where some people... Accept, like, Barclays is different because Barclays is tiny. Granted, I've never been in Wells Fargo. Um, really? Yeah, never. Yeah, it's about the same. It's the same, pretty much. I feel like Barclays is bigger. Oh, okay. Then I take it back because I've heard it mentioned on other podcasts where, like, NXT, even as big as it is, should always do a smaller thing. That's what they anticipated with that first TakeOver Brooklyn we were at because they had it in the the Barclays in the smallest configuration and they had to keep opening it. I guess they just tarp off seats or whatever. Yeah. That was the other thing I meant to say about the Raw 25 real quick. That I understand, like, it sucks that you didn't get a lot of stuff, but the one thing that I would have been pumped about is being that close to Taker. Uh, that close to, like, Triple H, I guess, and Finn, even. Yeah. But still, it's like, you got, you paid five to $800, if not more, and you got, like, two, three matches that were all kind of weird, mm-hmm. a Taker promo, and then Miz came in, and, like, Jeff Hardy sang an old theme song. Outcast, okay, fade away in class, and my stuff is obsolete. Right, which isn't even WWE or like Raw at all. But they own but, it, so they can totally do it now. So right, so yeah, NXT looks cool. Rumble looks cool. Wrestling is cool right now. Wrestling's cool right now, and uh, I don't know. I don't really have much else to say that has to do with wrestling. So me neither. Feel free to go into Darkville. We can go into Darkville. I could just tell you that uh, I've become a uh, movie watching machine because of Movie Pass. Yeah, and uh, because <laughs> so what I do is. Because I have, uh, what's that thing you have? Because I have the same thing. AMC Stubbs? Yeah, the Stubbs premiere or whatever. So I'm always just fucking crazy points. Yeah. Even if I'm, like, so my girlfriend's in Red Bank. Yeah. There's the one Mammoth AMC on the way up there, or even the brick one. Even if I'm not going to a movie, I will go and buy a movie ticket and just get crazy points and just not see the movie or be like, yo, man, you want to go see a movie? <laughs> Give me a ticket. <laughs> So I'm just constantly, like, I, I get all my like, snacks and shit for free. That's I just amazing. build so many points, I just go in there and redeem, you know, rewards. Yeah. Um, but now, again, because it doesn't include any, any of the premium offerings, if I just check into a movie that's not listed, I can go in there and, uh, you know, pay the difference. So So what do you mean by not listed? So movie like pass like for a- all you listeners out there is a $10 a month. I'm not being paid to say this. A $10 a month subscription where you uh, can watch one movie a day every day for 30 days for that one $10 price. And uh, it doesn't include uh, 3D movies or IMAX movies or like Dolby Cinema or any of that kind of... It's just like a standard like digital movie, whatever. Um, yeah. What happens in that is there's an option on to check in on a theater where it gives you like all the show times for like every movie with, you know, whatever the time is. You check into that typically. It deposits the money on the movie pass card. I use that to pay for the ticket. There's an option that says check in here if movie's missing. So in case like you know they do like limited engagements or like the Who in concert one night only that kind of shit. Yeah. So you, I just check off that option and then I go into the theater and say oh, I want to go watch Jumanji and Dolby Cinema. That ticket's like fifteen bucks and I think a regular movie ticket's like thirteen bucks. So yeah. I swipe the movie pass card and I just got to pay the two dollar difference on my debit card. That's easy. Dolby Cinema was crazy. I don't know if you've done that before. I did one on the way back from a tour that Kevin and I did where we went into Dolby to see Wonder Woman. Uh-huh. And I don't think it was configured correctly because there was there were a couple times where it seems like the shots were cut off on like the frame and it was cool, but I have a decent IMAX near me, so I'm spoiled. Yeah, so like I liked cuz it's more Dolby Cinema is more for the sound versus the yeah. visual. And I like the head. I didn't realize until afterwards they had the seat rumblers built into the recliners. Oh, this place like, did not have that. I was that. like, yo, man, like the, the fucking subs in here are crazy. But I looked afterwards and there was like, there is subs, but there are seat rumblers. There were 62 speakers around me in this theater, including Dolby. Where is this? This is at the Monmouth Mall uh, AMC right off exit 105 in the parkway. I have been to that, but not since that. So maybe I need to go there. It's one of only three in the entire state. Um, okay. They used to do stuff, I think it was called D-Box Movie Theaters. You were they saying would, that. Like, yeah, that's what it reminds me of, but there are only like 10 in America now, but they were big with like movies like Jurassic Park and Terminator, where as it would happen, it would like shake your seat. Kind of like the old like roller, or not roller coaster, but like Disney ride yeah. stuff. 
So a Dolby Cinema has Dolby Atmos. Sorry, we're nerding you guys out here. We're, we'll end it soon. No, we do. It's Darkville. But, uh, Darkville. Dolby Atmos is like height depth and stuff like that. So like in Jumanji, when their avatars are falling into the forest and stuff like that, you're getting the imagery of them falling down because there's sound going around you and up and down. Yeah. It's freaking nuts. Um, I need to the, go see that. And the projector is like... It's a dual 4K projector with like crazy contrast ratio. They actually showed a bunch of demos like right after the previews, and it's like, yes, the projector's still on, and it's like because it looks it looks like it's off. It's like pitch yeah. black, but it's like blah. So I'm super into that. I kept I keep looking to see if they're when like the it's still showing Jumanji, but I think like uh Black Panther is probably the next one. So we should well, go see that shit up, there. If you end up doing uh, Jumanji or anything at that Mammoth Mall and you're trying to hook up, let me know because 105 is like. It's not a far 20. ride for me at all. I've, yeah, I've, it's like 25, 30 minutes away. There was one, you know, there was one or two times where I actually left her house on a Monday morning since I'm off, and if I stayed there on a Sunday, I jet up to like Vintage Vinyl real quick. But I checked. Yeah. You were, I didn't know where the hell you were. The last, I just checked your location first before I tell you where I'm at. But I'm like, yeah, he's not even around. Oh yeah, some Mondays I'm up like northwest for some doctor stuff. Yeah, so I was like, all right. Um, uh, but I'm like de- I'm heavily debating getting movie pass, and then just going to see movies alone. Because all of my friends that like movies live like at least an hour away from me. I've debated going by myself sometimes. So I'm like, I'm not even talking to anyone anyway when I'm in this movie. I'm just like, yeah. I really want to see Shape of Water, and the only one I can get online is standard definition. I'm like, dude, I really like this director too much, and I know yeah, it's going to be beautiful. It's worth it. It's sick. I've seen it twice now. I might just go by myself because I don't think I can. F- I remember like Kevin and I went to go to uh, the Palisades like we do, mm-hmm. and we were gonna go see something, and it didn't pan out time wise. And I was like, "There's Shape of Water," and he's like, "No, nah, let's just go into this Buffalo Wild Wings." Yeah. So well, I don't know. I might see that on my own at some point. It opens up like for me, like for someone who never went to movies. Now I'm just like watching previews. Like, oh, I'll see that. Yeah, I'd, I'd go see that. Like, I'm gonna yeah. go. I want to see Twelve Strong. I'll go see that. Yeah. I'll go see. Because you're American. Really, because I want to see how Rob Riggle acts. Because Rob Riggle was on Jim and Sam. Yeah. And while that guy generally annoys me, I was always like, oh, yeah, I know this. I knew this guy was in the armed forces. He was on Jim and Sam. He was in the unit that that movie's about, and he's yeah. playing his old boss. I heard about that. Do you have uh, real Darkville? Uh, my friend, I just met up with my old college buddies the other day, uh-huh. and they told me about uh, Letterboxd. No. L, it's letter box without an E, like box duh. It's an app where you can log films you've seen, rate them, give them reviews, whatever, and you can even put make a watch list of movies coming up that you want to see. Because my biggest problem with like trying to keep up with movies nowadays is I forget. Like I'll see a preview and I'm like, oh, I want to go see it. So and then I forget. Does a good job. Like this is actually my like whole viewing history. Oh, okay. it, it logs like what you've watched and when you watched it. So that's kind of essentially the same. I feel like I could kind do it of, on AMC, but it Letterboxd AMC. is so pretty. Yeah. It's like Discogs, um, but for your movie watching. So that's yeah, cool. and you can link up with friends and like show each other stuff they should see. Yeah. I might do Movie Pass because I keep thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, well, because I don't have people around me, I don't go to the movies that much. But especially right now, there are a ton that I'd want to see. Yeah, it's not like it's like I'm I'm like, hey, wanna go see a movie? You're like between yeah. Brendan, between Brendan and up north now, I'm just like, wanna go see a movie? Yeah, I might I made, do it. Because I made Lindsay get it, too. I was like, just just get it. Trust me. I will make sure between both of them, we go to the movies at least once or twice a month, and it, it's worth your time. Because if you go to more than one, if you just go to two movies, you've gotten your money's worth. Because even if I have it, I one can easily just got. find like friends and be like, hey, let's go to a movie right now. I don't care. Yeah. Because one one ticket's 13 bucks, you pay 10 bucks a month, so you're already saving $3 off the first movie. Yeah. I've been doing, uh, just quietly, it's funny that we're both doing this, trying to keep up with all the new Oscar nominations. I was I doing it with the Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize I was doing it until I saw the nominations. Like, I've seen a majority of these movies. As soon as you were like, yo, I just saw the post, I was like, you must be watching the Oscar nominations. There's no reason you just went to go see the post for no reason. No, it's 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 movie pass. It's like, oh, what haven't I seen? We should go to the movies. Eh, let's go watch the post. Tom Hanks, Meryl Streep. It can't be that bad, right? <laughs> surprise <laughs> no it wasn't bad it's just like all right like you there's nothing that's like shocking it's gonna happen it's more right. of like a here's a v- historical event that happened one thing that's kind of cool is um there's a couple moments where they use uh nixon talking about the washington post and they use the actual nixon tapes but then oh. they have like you know an actor probably playing him and they have like a shot from a distance into the window of the oval office but you're hearing the actual him, yeah like don't let anyone from the washington post in here ever again Brr. like that's funny. 
And at the end, uh, they set up, you know, some other shit. So I just did. You, have you seen three billboards? Yes, that I watched at home. That I downloaded I, since there was a screener, and I was like, they are the Mammoth Mall. Since there's 15 screens, they keep a lot of movies showing for a long period of time. So yeah. like, they actually are showing that again. But uh, I downloaded it. it. Was it was good? I was annoyed. Oh, Spoiler I'll fight alert. You. Uh, we'll, we'll I talk about this. Hated it. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about this. <laughs> I didn't like it that much. I I didn't hate it. Right. We'll talk about that off the pod. Right. Um, all right. Let's see. Where are we at? We're at <laughs> probably two hours. <laughs> we're at an hour and five minutes. We're gonna cut Darkville short here. Um, all right. <laughs> it's the road to SummerSlam and WrestleMania and all that. So you'll hear from again. He'll hear from us again sooner rather than later. I promise. I think. I could definitely um, do more of this. Yeah, it's the time to actually care and talk about wrestling. So, hell yeah. Um, be ready for more. Thanks for listening. Um, for all two of us here, me in Southern New Jersey, you and uh, you, you did reveal your location last time. Oh, Piscataway. Piscataway, New Jersey. Not Good old Piscataway. Um, yeah, well, I am Brian Batiste. And I'm John Bradley. And my three favorite wrestlers of the week are John Cena, Elias. And Alexa Bliss. What does WWE stand for? We walk with Elias. That's WWE. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> 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 <laughs>